Hey guys, uh, so rough week. Uh, I know a lot of people are freaking out, and that's obviously completely reasonable on more than one level. Um, I want to say this. I want to say right now our government is not doing anything. And I'll give you an example. In France, Macron has suspended the payment of taxes. He has suspended the payment of rent. He has suspended the payment for water, gas, and electricity bills. America is doing nothing. Uh, So you need to call. You need to call everybody in your government and scream at them. And you need to call the media. And you need to call everybody. You just need to call everybody and start screaming and let them know you're mad. Everybody needs to let them know you're mad and you're scared. Okay? Uh, This isn't mess around time. This is it. This is game over stuff. This is like literally we cannot let everything collapse. That's where we are. Uh, So on that note, I'm going to give a nice light episode. (laughs) I haven't picked it yet, but I'll pick one that's a little more light than others. Okay? Hang in there. You're listening to The Dollop. Can I go? (laughs) This is a bilingual American history podcast. Each week, I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to me amigo. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. And we actually are now a bilingual history podcast because starting on the 18th, the doll will be in Spanish. Uh, we got a couple of hosts, a couple of Mexican gentlemen who are very funny, and they are going to start doing uh, our scripts. And so it will be called El Dollop. You speak Spanish now. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And, uh, and yeah, 18th um, will be the first one. Jose Antonio Badia and Eduardo Espinoza, um, they are really goddamn funny. And it's going to be called El Dollop. Yeah. Um, So that'll be fun. Uh, So let's bring out our guest. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Corbett. You know, from Riff Tracks. There he is. He's doing something weird with his face. Oh my God, he's got, he just gave himself the corona. I can't stop! <laughs> Hola, El Dalapo. Hello. See. Si. Davido Wait. y Garatito. Thank you for getting <laughs> oh, yeah. that right. So, will they translate that back into English now? Your guys? Yeah, then we're going to have, well, in England, we'll have two guys with an accent translated back. <laughs> yeah. And we'll They're both do... me, though. <laughs> Uh, well, then Rift Tracks would be the thing, right? Rift Tracks. Yep. Yeah. With my yeah. old Mystery Science Theater pals, Mike Nelson and Kevin Murphy. Uh, yeah, that's okay. As long as you don't cheer more for them than you did for me, I'm cool with it. I agree. 100% agree. You're um, blocking me right now on uh-huh. Twitter, yep, aren't you? Right there. Yep. <laughs> Corbett <And> out. Blocked. <laughs> The people I really don't like, I mute. (laughs) January 18th, 1842. Yeah! 
Year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good dude. Great dude. Yeah. Great dude. One person out of like a thousand. That's him. He's here tonight. We give him shitty seats, too. Stand up and float over the audience, please. (laughs) (laughs) Albert Alonzo was born in Garden Prairie, Illinois. Sorry. Sounds, okay. well, sounds clown murdery already. It it's like, I had to look it up because I didn't believe that was a place, but it is. Dark Garden Prairie? No, just Garden Prairie. Oh, okay. You put dark in wow. there. <laughs> you did that thing where you make everything dark in your head. <laughs> That's true, dark, Gary. You said murder prairie. No, I did not. I'm sorry. All I hear are screams. Oh, man. Uh, he had six brothers and one sister. Uh, his father... Uh, had been a doctor and deputy Illinois secretary of state, private secretary to the governor in, in the House of Representatives. Jesus. And then after that, they got tired of Illinois and the family moved to Minneapolis. And it's called Dark Minneapolis? Well, Dark Minneapolis. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the bizarro world in Superman. <laughs> That's right. Dark Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. The one cities. No hockey team. <laughs> Uh, Alfred, uh, his father, worked as a doctor and became a highly regarded and wealthy member of the Minneapolis community. So young Albert was from a connected family. He went to Minneapolis High School and got a medical degree uh, from a college in 1862. He went and fought in the U.S.-Dakota War. Uh, Maybe my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot was, of good, a lot of good stuff was done. A lot done. of good yeah. stuff. A lot yeah. of really good. We will tear down that wall eventually. I love, uh, <laughs> I love a massacre. Uh, the Civil War, and then he married Sarah Strout. After the after the war, he returned to Minneapolis, and he won a house seat in the Minnesota <laughs> so like legislature. So you're going to say he won a house. He won a house. <laughs> hey! Yeah, they, house. they had game shows back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Oprah. <laughs> uh, so he worked with his dad, and they both doctors in the medical practice. Uh, but then his dad died in this is 1974, but that is not right. <laughs> Son, I can't do this it. any longer. That's your, that's your story right there. Uh, I'm 180. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I, I'm done. I am spent. Exhausting. <laughs> uh, so Albert uh, got the nickname Doc Ames. And Doc joined several fraternal organizations, and he made a lot of connections in the city. And he ran for and won a city council seat as a Republican in April of 1875. Okay. The next year, he ran for mayor, but he lost to a fellow Republican, so he switched to the Democratic Party. That's fine. You can do that now. Yeah. That's so easy to do. It's like shape-shifting. Right. It's nothing. <laughs> what are you guys doing over there? Uh, and then he got their nomination for mayor. Mm-hmm. His supporters were all laborers. They were known as the Dinner Pail Brigade. Sure. <laughs> right. Yep. Sure. Very... I don't know what it strikes in you, but... Uh, Carried a big bucket of chicken yeah. pot pie around yeah. wherever they went. <laughs> 24-7. Yeah. Just, well, they were called that because they carried their meals to work each day in pails. Very literal. Yeah. But wouldn't, they be, wouldn't that be like lunch? 
Yeah. Or they just had like pail. They're like, we've got three square pails. I guess it would be lunch unless they're working at night. Yeah, so they're the lunch pail, whatever, brigade. Doesn't sound as good, does it? No, but it makes way more sense. Ne- neither sounds good. <laughs> just because I heard I think, one first. I think it's the pail that we're having a problem with. It's <laughs> yeah. the whole yeah. thing. It's like an open thing to yeah. throw shit in. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, around that yeah. time, too. I want to yeah. eat dinner out of it. Uh, Doc called establishment Democrats old fogies. <gasps> Whoa. We can go back to that because that still works. <laughs> uh, uh, 150 years later. The, the Republican establishment and the old fogies are aligned against me. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Uh, so the the old fogies were shocked by Doc's popularity and called him a quote newfangled Democrat. You newfangled they, Democrat. Yeah. They were all prospectors. Yeah, like... <laughs> Such an old fogey comeback. <laughs> yeah. Classic old fogey stuff. Uh, Republicans thought very little little of the dinner pail b- brigade. Republicans because they're carrying lunch. You can't respect this group. <laughs> Learn the names of your meals, for yeah, Christ's sake. Yeah. We go home and have breakfast after a day of work. <laughs> no, you fools! <laughs> a Republican newspaper called them, quote, blacklegs, pimps, loafers, and bummers, generally. <laughs> what? You guys are such bummers. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to be around, man. Because <laughs> your legs are black. It's it fucked up. No it's just like I'm having a bad time here, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the meal you have in your pail, dude. It makes no freaking sense, man. Uh, I'm going to touch my face and get out of here. <laughs> Uh, so Doc won the election in April of 1876. Okay. He's now mayor. Mayor Doc. He promised to crack down on dens of sin. Sure. Uh, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I want someone who's going to double him. Right. We don't have enough dens of sin. I win a den of sin-based economy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Doc was often in the dens of sin. He, doing <laughs> research, doing my homework, <laughs> finding out what makes them tick, what are drugs like, what's paying for sex feel like. I'm experimenting what's, for us. What's pay- I'm deep in. It what's paying for sex feel like again? Yeah. <laughs> what does it feel like to have a habitual problem paying for sex? It is a very long-range study, okay? I'm going in deep. I've been doing this for over 10 years. When the bust happens, it's going to be frickin' epic. <laughs> uh, so he's often in gambling houses, saloons, and brothels. The Tribune called Doc a, quote, dissipated and adulpated young man. I ain't adulpated. <laughs> You're adulpated. Excuse me a moment. What the fuck is adulpated? <laughs> Isn't that the thing that Thumper was in Bambi? Right, right, yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Had her painted. (laughs) 
So the paper told Democrats uh, to open their eyes and vote for the Republican in the next election, and it worked. After a year, he was out as mayor. So in 1878, he ran for the state Senate and lost. Okay. And then he ran for the Hennepin County Coroner. He ran for coroner? You used, you used you to be able just to, do that? You yeah, know, just like, used to be very common to run People are like, no, you, you've got it. You don't make posters. You're, you're the one. I want to be your coroner. <laughs> oh, yeah, back in the day, you would run for coroner. You didn't have to have any experience as a coroner. Yeah, great. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> just dumping dead bodies at your feet. Like, I don't know. What uh, the, it's like, put it over there. I, just, I don't know. That's a lot of dead guys. <laughs> I didn't know there were dead guys involved in this job. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what a coroner was. I thought, it's, I thought I had to do flowers. I thought it took place in a brothel, honestly. Uh, I, I, I had a great life as a Dennis Sin guy. <laughs> uh. Anyway, he lost that election. Uh, okay. uh, what's worse? Dodge that Winning bullet. or losing? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm not even good enough to be the coroner. <laughs> that is tough, honey. <laughs> uh, he ran for mayor again in 1882 and won. Okay, wow. This is, uh, yeah, a revolving door. Man. Yeah. This time, uh, the Tribune charged Doc with election fraud and revealed inflated numbers in areas uh, with many voters where there were actually no houses. <laughs> <laughs> he's cleaning up in these counties that don't exist. <laughs> what, a, what returns he's having. And but, what's the nobody vote? Who's controlling that? <laughs> Uh, but nothing came of it. Uh, once mayor, Doc immediately ran for U.S. Congress and lost. Okay, interesting. <laughs> it's a roller coaster yeah, ride with really, this man. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a roller coaster that keeps just going like this. Like, okay, is that is he? Uh, so, the state is mayor. He focused on road repair, sewage, and drinking water, funding and maintaining the fire department, <laughs> and dealing with the plague of homeless dogs. <laughs> Wouldn't homeless, it be great? Homeless people, fine. Yeah, Just... the dogs. Wouldn't it be great to go back to a time when dogs was our biggest problem? <laughs> <laughs> There's too many dogs. <laughs> they keep stealing those big link sausages hanging from my window. Oh, uh, they robbed stereotypes yeah, the other day. <laughs> I used to be able to hang my sausages in this town. <laughs> Snossages. What? Snossages. Snossages. Uh... His solution was to hire a dog killer. I thought you'd enjoy that. A dog that. killer? Oh, good, 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 good. Good, good, good. They're homeless. Let's fucking kill them. Good. That's if you're the runner-up of the corner. That's the job you get. Now I'm yeah. a dog killer. <laughs> I want to be your dog killer. Sounds like cool. an Iggy, Iggy Pop song. <laughs> I'm going to put this right near here. Uh, but voters became worried about uh, an increase in crime, and Doc lost in 1884. Especially dog murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. He ran for mayor again in 1886. Jesus Christ. The current mayor was a flower magnate. Was a flower? A flower magnate. Hello. I'm Hi. Daisy. I'm in charge now. This is Suntown. Hee <laughs> All right. So he's a rich flower guy. Uh-huh. Who made policies. I love to hang out in dens of sin. <laughs> I'm a dirty flower. You don't want to know what's happening underneath this soil. I don't. Uh, let's just say I'm rooting myself. Is that your stamen, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> what would you like to know? 
I, <laughs> dirty, dirty flowers. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be sorry. I'm not sorry for block. anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> refollow, reblock. Mute. That's the soft block. When you block someone, David, they're not following you anymore. I actually love that. The soft love block's it. the best. It's my fave these days. They're all days. great. They're all great. Uh, so he runs for mayor again in 1886. Current guy's a rich flower owner. <laughs> Boy, that's even weirder than what I was saying. <laughs> what? What do you do? I own all of these. It's made me millions. That's all I'll say. So he was only making policies to help the wealthy and Doc won. Okay. He organized, he then organized the police force like a military. Good. They got crisp, sharp uniforms and had to do precise drills. He gave them military ranks. The chief of police was now a colonel. Okay. Sure. His assistants were a lieutenant colonel and a major. So then the state legislature took control of the police force. Okay. <laughs> like, hey, things get a little weird down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like how our government does now. <laughs> yeah. But, huh? Uh, the title of police chief was changed to superintendent of police to uh, make it we... sound less tyrannical. <laughs> Does, doesn't do it for me, sir. Yeah. yeah. He was a chief. Yeah, just make him chief. Yeah, he was superintendent. Admiral of police. Uh, that sounds stupid, too. <laughs> uh, police, uh, police pope. Uh, no. I just, uh, it's pious, but I'm not, isn't it sacrilegious? <laughs> Dr. Cop. <laughs> You're Dr. Cop. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You're the Dr. Cop. Sounds like a 70s show I would really get into. Dr. Cop. Dr. Cop. I can. He's a cop and a doctor. Dr. It's cop. pretty straightforward. Yeah. Really haven't thought much beyond that. Yeah, and I? there's a girl he likes. It's this one. Look at that. Uh, yeah, Dr. Cop. She's in the credits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's got a kid. Or maybe. No, he probably doesn't. Dr. Cop. Dr. Cop Jr. Dr. Cop Jr. Maybe. Now he does have a kid. <laughs> he did have a kid. But he didn't think it was his, but it was on an all-new Dr. Cop. Anyway, we got Followed our by pitch. by Dr. Cop Jr. We got our pitch. Off to Hollywood next week. Yeah. It's going to be great. I don't see yeah. why that doesn't sell. Cannot. Yeah. Cannot you. lose. Thank you, Dave. Dr. Cop. Uh, so, this city was again open for vice. Uh, gambling, <laughs> gambling houses, saloons, brothels. They were increasing tourism. And then Doc was like, this is going so well, I'm going to run for governor. Okay. All right. There we go. Days before the election, <laughs> 10,000 Republicans marched through Minneapolis carrying Roman candles, torches, lanterns, anti-dinner pale brigade <laughs> banners... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Say, yeah. Anti-dinner bath is like plates, you know? They just put <laughs> you can't get your dinner now. Uh, it's inaccessible. Clank, uh, uh, clank. <laughs> we'll starve. Not very bright. So they marched through, and then they got to the place where all the Democratic saloons were. And there were Doc supporters, and they were very angry because the Republican parade was much bigger than the Democratic parade two nights before. Sure. So they Regular beef. People. <laughs> we're still angry about your parade. You don't come in here and up my parade, bitch. <laughs> well, it feels like we just did, asshole. This Stab. is the story of the parade wars. That's right. They attacked them with clubs and stones. 
Stay in line, though. Everybody stay in line when we do it. Do it right, like we rehearsed from keep, the top. Keep playing. Hold that Glock keep and spiel straight. Color guard, why are you stopping? I know she just got knocked out by a rock. Keep playing. Keep going. Uh, police joined in attacking uh, with the Democrats. And 50 marchers were in, injured, several seriously. 18 were arrested, all Republicans. But the riot was a disaster for Doc. News spread across the state. He had been a shoe-in for governor, but then lost by a single percentage point. He ran for governor again. Good, here we go. (laughs) Shocking. Where does he find the time? Yeah. (laughs) Guess what I'm thinking of doing. We know, asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, let me guess. Yeah. Uh, This time he did not get the Democratic nomination. Uh, He tried to land the position of park commissioner, but did not get it. Wow, that is quite a downgrade. Yeah. We don't want you for governor. Can I run the park? No. <laughs> I'll, I'll kill all the dogs there. No, no. look, it, maybe take a couple years off. Want yeah. to kill your dog? No, you're not killing my... No, you, you're not doing anything. Do you remember that you're a doctor and you can make a living that way? I mean, just... <laughs> consider it. <laughs> I wish I had a fallback plan. You're a doctor. I know. I think I'm going to run for town squirrel. What? Maybe. So, so it was May 1889. Uh, Doc was not feeling well. He was run down. He was thin. He was exhausted. So he took a four-month trip to Europe. Came ran, back. Ran for prime minister. Ran for prime minister. <laughs> of Europe. Took over Czechoslovakia. Uh, and then he came back to Minnesota. He was 40 pounds heavier, rosy-cheeked, energized. When he got there, Minneapolis threw a parade in his honor. Oh, boy. You're fat again! That's Hooray! right! <laughs> I've become <laughs> English! <laughs> I'm officially English now! <laughs> Thousands packed into a ballpark to hear him speak. I uh, ate so thing. much food! <laughs> boy, did I eat! They have so many different sausages over there! <laughs> They love potatoes. They know how to make potatoes bad for you. <laughs> so, so do we. Uh, and now we do. So he separated from his wife in 1890. Um, according to ha- Harold Zink, quote, Doc had descended from mere good friendship to heavy drinking and loose living. Okay. I thought he was already kind of there. Yeah, right? uh, yeah he kind of always was there. Doc moved into a room in the medical practice he shared with William uh, Ro- Rochford. I, I don't know if he moved in there, Dave. <laughs> so he's living in the same place where he's the medical officer. Next to the his. skeleton that hangs up. Yeah. Just... You mean my only friend. <laughs> uh, now, Doc's daughter, Effie. Sure. Who's got time to name him? Yeah, was going to marry uh, Roachford, who was his his partner in the medical practice. Roachford? Sure. Yeah, Roachford. that's right. Yep. 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 Effie's, Effie's going to be a Roachford. Isn't that exciting? It's like a so, horror, horror movie name. It's not great. Uh, so Doc and Roachford are not getting along right now because he's living in the medical offices. Sure. Rochford reported Doc was guzzling booze and fooling around with unsavory women. Okay. <laughs> so he's which really, are the best kind. Yeah. He really brought the Dennis Sin vibe to the office. Yeah, that's right. In the middle of uh, October 1981, Doc called for a 31-year-old named Lenora Chase to come for a medical appointment. Uh-huh. 
but he was upstairs, naked, drunk, and in bed. So see, I see no problem there. I just... Feels a little lowery. When she got there, Rochefort told her to leave and said he didn't want her coming around anymore because she had been coming around a lot for a lot of medical appointments. Wait, what kind of mixed signal is he sending? She refused, and then Rochefort, uh, she said he kicked her and she fell down the stairs. Jesus Christ. Two days later, Rochefort and Doc entered their partnership, and Rochefort was charged with assault and battery. Doc testified on Lenora's behalf. Rochefort still, said... Still naked, I assume. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rochefort said she had slipped, and he tried to help her. Uh, that always works. She slipped. Uh, Effie testified for her husband when uh, she was asked if it was odd for her father to see women in the office, she said, quote, it certainly was for him to receive them in his bedroom. Sure. Dad's yeah. a big old whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Rochefort was found guilty, and now Effie was no longer speaking to her father. Okay. Wow. What a fun little turn. <laughs> Sarah, uh, his ex-wife, uh, went to California, and she put her stuff in storage before she did, and she told the storage company not to give anything to Doc. Okay. So then Doc filed a suit against a storage company to get all the property. Sarah couldn't afford the court costs, and then when the case was settled, Doc got almost everything, and Sarah had no furniture or money or anything. Cool. Yeah. I'm starting to think he's not the best guy. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're trying to get across? No. Oh. It's a hero. Okay. Okay. In July, she took Doc to court for non-support of wife. Doc tried to drag the case on as long as possible to avoid paying anything. And then on August 1st, Sarah died at the age of 50. Ah. Jesus, David. I was just I getting attached to her as a character. Yeah, you know, I was just like, she's gonna, something's got to give. Well, something gave. Yeah, well, not... Not I, I mean, for him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not, yeah. not, not her. Uh, the Tribune said she suffered from a serious bout of, quote, nervous disorganization. Well, that'll kill you. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Joe Biden. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry. What? Just had a little. Uh, but right before she died, when she was in her deathbed, she sent Doc a message asking him to come see her. Doc was drinking in a saloon when he got the message. I love how, how you get the message. I mean... A messenger came. A messenger came. So. Yeah. Uh, it was a different time. I know. It's just great. You give it to a boy. Yeah, that is, he, yeah it's, just, it's texting. Yeah. You give it to a little kid who would then bite on the coin. Yeah. As he, uh, All right. right. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, so author Lincoln Stevens said he, quote, scribbled across it a sentence incredibly obscene and sent it back. What would he have written back? Go fuck yourself. Oh. Effie wouldn't let her dad come to the funeral. Way to die, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, sorry, just imagining what I would have written. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he couldn't go to the funeral, so... Instead, he sat in a carriage across the street watching, quote, with his feet up and a cigar in his mouth. Wow. What a fucking prick. <laughs> wow. I'm getting that sense. That is unbelievable. A cigar? I mean, feet up. <laughs> Woo, I feel good. Yeah. 
He was basically like Robert De Niro in the, you know, the Cape front row Fear. of the movie. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Until the funeral moved, and then he circled around, crossing it and meeting it, making altogether a scene which might well close any man's career. So he started going in between the crowd in his carriage. What? In his carriage? Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Like flipping off the coffin at Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse us. Excuse us. Fast. The original Fast and Furious. Coffin dodge. Funeral drift. Uh, so Doc and Sarah's 12 year old son John was living with Effie and her husband so Doc filed for custody in court good get that kid in his hands right away yeah right. Well, Doc's on a hot streak right now yeah. get involved it's time he's, to imprint make another one mini he, him he's pinning it all down yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of Sarah's last requests that was that John never live with Doc uh, well Denied. (laughs) So they went to court, and Effie said Doc was living with a married woman named Harriet Bates for years, and he couldn't take care of John because his, quote, heart had turned to stone. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I don't know if that's... uh... Uh, Medically speaking, she's a liar, (laughs) to be clear. Uh, She also said he liked telling dirty stories. Ah, come on. They're limericks. (laughs) Don't, don't... Don't push your luck, Sarah. Uh, we all like that. Uh, so Doc got custody. All right. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Continuing but, to be a piece of shit and thriving. Uh, let's try to be naked as much as possible in here. Right. But there is one condition he had to provide a suitable home. Uh-huh. <laughs> So on Christmas night, 19, uh, 1892, Doc and Harriet went to South Dakota to the divorce colony. And <laughs> wait, div- wait, what? Wait, what do you hey, mean? So if you don't know, we did, a, we did an episode about this. Oh, okay. There was a time when you couldn't get divorces, but there were certain states out west where they would have a easier divorce laws because they wanted okay. people to move there. So they were literally called divorce colony. It's what we're striving for with abortion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what our eventual goal is. <laughs> It's true. Uh, Destroy all families. Yeah. Uh, so they got a divorce, and the day after, Harriet and Doc married. Okay. So that's nice. That is nice. I'm a little worried about John, though. Well, I'm worried about worst... Harriet, too. I'm just kind of worried <laughs> yeah, about yeah. Anyone anybody in... who comes in that guy's <laughs> orbit is yeah. a little fucked. <laughs> yeah. seem... Well, John is, is not moved in with him because he was still living in the the... Right, he hasn't gotten office, a nice home. So that yet, wasn't right. enough of a okay. home. It seems like a good home, though. Yeah. There's lots of stuff. Yep. No dogs. No dogs. dogs. No dogs allowed. Well, maybe. Not you in that know. sterile environment. Maybe a dog. Who knows? Maybe. maybe. Well, it's not, the 1800s. Not, not for long. Okay, <laughs> only two dogs maximum. And they can't go on the table. No. But they well, can lick the instruments because dogs' mouths are cleaner than humans' mouths. That's right. right. Medically speaking. Same with their buttholes. That's right. Yep. That's what I've tasted. <laughs> what? It's the only way to know for sure, guys. Tested or tasted? He said tasted. I'm not going to answer that question. How about that, Bill? There's a lot of public pressure, and I'm not going to fall under it. Uh, so, after, after this, in 
1898, Doc decided it was time to run for mayor again. Good. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> it's been too long. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's I become mean, a I better person. Man. Yeah, it's time. He lost. What? Uh, no! He, lo- he was running on the Democratic side. He lost the nomination. So Were the old fogies still around, or are they all just... Have they croaked? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if they're all still right. around. So now, uh, so he, just, he then declared himself the GOP candidate for mayor. <laughs> Wait. After, right after he lost, he's like, I'm a, Dem- I'm a Republican. No, he went to a couple of meetings of Republicans and then was like, all right, I'm a, I'm All right, you. boys, I'll do it. Yeah. Nobody asked you to do anything. I'm in. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, newspapers, Republican and uh, Democratic attacked him. He responded, quote, the journal, the Tribune, every paper that says anything against me is a dirty, stinking blackmailer. I know them, and they're peanut-headed editors... This could not be more Twitter. I mean, good lord. Thread. Yeah, One exactly. out of 374. Simple-minded. The dirty, Peanut-headed. The dirty penny aligners. I know the history of some of the editors. I'll meet them, and I'll beat them, and I'll be elected over all of them. Over all, they write in their dirty, foul sheets. Don't believe these newspapers. They're liars, thieves, and scoundrels. Nice. Wow. There you go. Fake news. <laughs> peanut-headed. Peanut-headed's yeah, peanut. great. I'm, I'm logging that Yeah, line. that's a good Future one to put use. a pin in. Yeah, you peanut-head. <laughs> what you, what you, you got to have peanut for a head, you doofus. <laughs> peanut-headed? <laughs> ah, that guy's an idiot. His head's like a peanut. Uh, September's groups were Republicans, and they saw him as destructive to their cause. Sure. So they had their own candidate run as an independent, William Dean. And then one day a bandwagon showed up on the streets with signs that said... Wait, a literal bandwagon? (laughs) We're here for who's most popular. Sorry, it took us so long. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Signs on the side that said, vote for W.J. Dean prohibition candidate for mayor. And then drum corps played as it rolled up and down the streets. And then Dean's people heard about this, and they were like, that's not our wagon. And it turned out saloon keepers were worried uh, about uh, Dean winning, and so they hired the bandwagon. That's right, Dean hates booze. (laughs) So then Dean's camp got their own wagon, and that wagon followed the fake Dean wagon. So, Dean, what's happening right now? Well, we have a propagandist fake wagon, so I got my bandwagon to chase that wagon. But the second wagon's a legit wagon. That first one's a fake news wagon. <laughs> this, is, this is the original battle of the bands, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the battle of the bandwagons. Yeah. And the second wagon that followed had signs that read, the wagon ahead is it's working. bullshit. <laughs> Don't pay attention to that bullshit wagon. They're lying. The wagon ahead is working for Ames or Gray. <laughs> we're not sure who. We're just the wagon that... We're a neutral wagon. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> we're going to attack the other wagon. So anyway, Doc won. <laughs> Mayor once again. Fourth term. Fourth term? He's like Muhammad Ali. He's like, I've got one more comeback in the tank. <laughs> never, never in a row. No, no, no. Uh, he said there would be changes to the police department. Quote, Oh, no. It's going to get bigger and nastier. <laughs> it's now an army. Fuck everybody. 
Quote, I shall appoint my own police force. Every man will have to make an application to me. I will pass personally upon every application. Wow. Men would have to be Republicans to become a cop. Wow. That's still the same. Yeah, it's still the same. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, ICE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not a brown shirt force at all. As far as cops... Uh, who had been on the force for years, he said there was no reason to keep the old ones on. Okay. Doc then appointed his younger brother, Fred, to be police chief. <laughs> I can't... What's Fred like? I can't imagine. Oh, what's Fred like? Well, I can't imagine. Many, I'm picturing a shitty Doc. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, rooting for a shitty Doc. Like, well, Fred, in his life, had been a druggist, a civil yes. engineer, treasurer of the Minneapolis Exposition, a bank cashier, and he'd worked in real estate. Okay. Uh, was he ever coroner, though? Yeah. <laughs> was he ever in contention to be the town's dog killer? Right. <laughs> no. Uh, so now he's a cop. Uh, the head cop. Hey, uh, how do we do this? <laughs> So Doc and his brother looked at 1,200 applications. He fight fires, right? That's what we do? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, They were looking at 217 available police positions. He said he wanted to build a more competent and honest detective squad. Sure. He interviewed 125 applicants three days before uh, he took over. Almost none had been policed before. They were saloon keepers, bartenders, private detectives, friends of the Republican aldermans. Dogs. (laughs) Dogs, cats. A skeleton from his office. <laughs> Officer Bones, what happened on the scene? Doc then fired half the police force. Some got brutal demotions instead, like Captain Swan Wal- Walton, who was now the janitor in the same station he'd just been commander. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, that's a lot. Captain of the toilets. That's what you are now. Yeah. That is a hard day to go to work. Yeah. Hey, you, uh, you were my commander before, right? Yeah, hey, but... Uh, there's some shit over there on yeah, the floor. I was going to say... Just sweep that up? That's, yeah, it's, actually, it's actually my shit, and I yeah, did it. I, I shit there. Purposely you, for you. Uh, all right, well... Can you clean so, that? That's oh. the dynamic we have going now, man. Yeah. Uh, it's like... All right, well, you know, there's still a toilet you guys could use, which well, would be... You should have thought about that when you were our commander. Well... Shouldn't have shit so much. Well, well, I had to clean it up. Yeah, shit, like karma. Sharma. Uh, All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll <laughs> I think we're done with that. Clean that up particular your feces. line of inquiry. <laughs> See you later, guys. Okay, bye. Good, good shit. Not. Never mind. Uh, so the new. The new recruits mm-hmm. uh, had to buy their own uniforms, which cost uh, $200. Yeah, it's like Damn. rec league soccer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They also had to pay to get the job. Sure. Yeah, it's regular <laughs> stuff. Regular ground floor cop stuff. Yep. Yep. It's like a fishing license. Uh, so they were cop interns, pretty uh-huh. much. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> but then we get five of our friends when, to when be cops. When do we cops. actually start getting paid? So when they're five of our friends become cops, right. then we're sheriffs of them, and then they get five people to also be cops, you see, and then we're making money up. We're going up. You see what I'm saying? And that's where it's going to go. Eventually, we're franchising. You're, you're going to break even eventually. Oh, you have to. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, a buddy of mine is a boat. 
boom. Game over. So anyway, the key is that you guys need to really start finding some cops. Because otherwise, I'll be screwed. I'm not taking questions right now, but yeah. <laughs> what if I don't want to be a boat? I don't think you've been listening to a lot of what I said. I really don't. <laughs> I heard a lot of it. No, you no. a friend of mine has a boat because of this. I don't want to be a boat. Yeah, that's not a thing that anyone's threatening you with. I'm just saying. No, you're a cop. Right. I mean, I'm a, yeah, I'm a cop. You're I don't, a cop, and you've got to buy the bullets from me and the gun from me, and then a... you get your cop starter kit. And then, after that, then you just find some other people who are like-minded who want to be cops, and you sell them bullets and guns. You see? And the money goes up. My buddy has a boat. The money goes up. Do you understand? I don't want to be a boat. You're not? Oh, man, nobody's I threatening think you're missing be, the point. Uh... Nobody's threatening that you're going to be a boat. I keep hearing at the end you say the last thing is... Because I'm responding to the thing you're saying that's mis you've been misled. Try, uh, try putting boat at the beginning of the sentence. See boat is something you won't be. Oh. What the fuck? That? What? That was... Yeah, I'll, I'll do this. Okay. All right. Did it. Another sale. ka -ching. Yeah, yeah. By the way, if you guys need soap products, you can get them through me. <laughs> Uh, the dollar brand toilet paper. Now, <laughs> so Doc let uh, Officer Nathaniel Wilson King not just stay on the force, but he made him a captain and chief of detectives. King was a legendary fighter and drunk. Great, perfect. <laughs> Put him in charge. In that order, I don't think so. <laughs> he had been a cop for years. He'd been fired and rehired by different mayors. Okay. In 1890, King was on a streetcar when he called a politician a, quote, Republican lickspittle. 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 Yeah. Lickspittle. Guy, guy who licks spit. <laughs> okay. It's a, fucked up, was... it's a fucked up thing they used to do back then. Yeah. <laughs> that they would call them that or that people would lick spit? No, it's just a guy that would... Yeah. There, there was always a guy in every town that was like... No, 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 no. Oh, that's so good. Hey, it's a spittoon. Oh, yama, yama. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, get, yeah. get right in there and go uh, to town. Like fudge. Like fudge. Oh, it's nice. Like fudge, he said. That's and everybody nice. filed out of the room. That's nice. <laughs> oh, lucky me. You sure you boys don't want a rip of this? More for me. I'm the head cop. <laughs> you have a boat, don't you? Yeah, I am one too. What? Yeah, it was a pyramid a scheme I got involved in. The guy said I was going to be a cop, but then he turned me into a boat for about five years. Yeah. Lived as a boat. <laughs> Pretty weird. But now yeah. I look spit, so I'm the comeback kid. Yeah. Yum. Uh. Uh. <laughs> it's my birthday. Oh. Woo, a little more down here, too. I didn't see that. I don't feel great. Seems to be a side effect of my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna go find some more spit to drink. I should turn on. Good to meet y'all. If you're gonna spit, spit in there. I'll be back during the rounds. It's a little preview of Gareth's touring one-man show. It'll be going around Broadway spit. stages. Spit little. <laughs> Lick spittle. Lick spittle. The boatman. The boat man. The boat man. Yeah, how about that? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, what about that? Open that. What the mayor... So the mayor had, uh, after he called him, that guy a lick splittle, the mayor had him uh, resign. King then opened a gambling house. Uh, one night he got into an argument with one of his dealers who pulled a gun on him. Sure, well, that's not cool. King then grabbed the dealer's friend and used him as a shield. Dude. Sure. Dude. Sure. The, the dealer still shot, but he what? missed. King then punched the dealer in the face from b- behind his friend. What kind of Jackie Chan shit is going on? It's like... <laughs> what? Uh, and then the dealer was arrested. What? Another time, King had a beef with he the used political... used a chair as a samurai sword. And... <laughs> this is how fighting was back then. Another time, King had a beef with a political operative, and they were both in a saloon. The operative was drunk, and he rushed at King, pulling out a thirty-eight revolver and shooting it twice. He missed. That's why you don't get drunk and do these things. Yeah. Yeah. King grabbed the operator's wrist and forced the barrel into his face and then into his left eye. Oh, no. King, he back ga- off. He gouged and the he eye missed. out. <laughs> oh, he gouged. Oh, that's nasty. The dazed operative wiped at the wound while his eye was dangling from the socket. <laughs> oh, my God. He said, well played, sir. <laughs> 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 the gun barrel had been jammed into his eye socket so hard the gun sight was bent. You ruined my gun! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm not going to be able to aim for shit with this. <laughs> also, look at the ground. I am. <laughs> I can look everywhere. I've got a periscope. <laughs> look behind you, four o'clock. <laughs> just like slings it over yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, just treats it like a monocle. Uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, hello. Look at I got a beanie cap. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, I took shrooms. Woo. <laughs> I'm a cyclops. <laughs> Uh, King got off for self-defense. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, he had to do it. Yeah. So this is Doc's guy. Yep, cool. Doc had King uh, start contacting the best con men in the country and inviting them to Minneapolis to conduct their business. Good. Good. This is, that's right. Swamp the drain. (laughs) Starting to think there might be a little corruption afoot. Uh, Just a little. I'm going to hold off with my (laughs) judgments, Bill. Reserve. reserve Good Lord. Uh, the common were organized into groups and detectives would oversee their operations. Sure, sure. And sure. the administration would take 10%. Sure. Okay, starting to come over to your yeah. camp now, finally. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, John Fichette was also a key man in Doc's Force. Fichette had no experience as a cop. He ran a seafood restaurant called Coffee John's Oyster Grotto. But they're very similar. They're very similar. Yeah. Uh, you shuck an oyster. Yeah, you, you gotta put. A, you sometimes I put a bunch of crab on ice, and then you gotta put the bad guys on ice. Right. Hey. And um, they think that's scraping the, out the oyster. You're scraping out crime from the city. Yeah, yeah. You did breaking the claw of injustice. Absolutely. Yeah, and also the tuna's gone bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like that's just a note for general customers yeah. at the store. 
Uh, his nickname was Coffee John. Coffee John, the oyster man. Yeah. <laughs> little busy, little busy. Hey, pick one. How's everybody liking their coffee? What it's, are we supposed to do? It's got oysters in it. What oysters? the fuck? There you go. All uh, right. A sign read, quote, the only first class oyster house west of Chicago. How hard is that? Yeah, that's like, <laughs> aren't you the only one? That's right. <laughs> Marketing. It's better than that one in Bismarck. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> in October of 1887, at 1.30 a.m. in the morning, Coffee John finished a steak and looked at... What the fuck is Coffee John doing? <laughs> Coffee John don't sleep. I'm just having a 2 a.m. steak. Coffee John. Don't worry about old Coffee John. I put some moisters on the steak yeah. then poured some coffee on that shit. I'm fucked up. I'm drinking steaks. I'm eating coffee. I'm I don't all know over who the map. Uh, he looked at the other guys in the restaurant and said he would eat 500 oysters in two hours for a $10 bet. What just happened? What? What? He'll eat 500 oysters in two hours after he ate his steak yeah. for 10 bucks. I would, my God, how fast my hand would be on my money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, please, please, well, please, 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 please. Yeah, they went for it. Oh, they did. Uh, and he started eating, and one man was so sickened watching, he had to go outside <laughs> for fresh air to stop himself from throwing up. <laughs> so just, just watching it made people throw no, up. No. <laughs> God. Coffee John did it with five minutes to spare. The power of coffee. Oh, my Lord. Finally, a hero. Uh, Right. (laughs) Never mind. Let's back up. And he stabbed someone in the eye. Oh, well. Uh, Coffee John was also a belligerent bully. Okay. If anyone said anything bad about his food, he completely lost his mind. In okay. September 1980, he was fined for attacking a customer who argued about the price of oyster stew. Well, the customer's right. <laughs> Another time, a customer complained that he'd been served bluefish instead of bass, and Coffee John punched him twice in the head, <laughs> then headbutted him and hit him in the head with a sugar bowl. A sugar bowl? <laughs> the last thing seems like an embellishment after that. It's like, yeah. boom, boom, boom. He was charged with assault, but his fellow Masons uh, came as witnesses to his trial. No, the sugar bowl fell on him. (laughs) And he got off. Anyway, Coffee John, he's now a cop. Good, good. Good. It's time to enforce the oyster laws. Coffee cop. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Coffee cop. (laughs) Just looking for spinoff shows here. Yeah, yeah. after Dr. Cop. Yeah, Dr. Cop. (laughs) Dr. Coffee. Uh, Wait, the oyster cop. The oyster cop. Oyster <laughs> cop. <laughs> oyster <laughs> The governor uh, made Doc the state surgeon general. Sure. <laughs> yep. Well, he's a doc. Yeah. I keep forgetting somehow. Yeah. He's, he's a doctor. Never does any medical shit. But no? Why would he? Uh, his commission was that of a brigadier general, so he walked <clears throat> around in a full military uniform... With they called epaulets, uh, a braid, and a chest full of medals. Wow, a chest Sing- full of medals. Singing Gilbert and Sullivan songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
with then, medals. And then he got a sword with uh, the finally. words with the words Brigadier General A. A. Ames, Surgeon General of the State of Minnesota, 1901 to 1902, inscribed on so it. So he could commit surgery on the spot. <laughs> Your liver. So judging by the mental state of this gentleman already, I feel like this is going to ground him. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him back to earth for a little bit. Give yeah. him a sword, yeah. title of brigadier, a little bit of humble yeah. pie. Yeah, with a chest full of medals. Chest full of it. <laughs> They're chocolate. So, and now, Coffee John's main job was to sell positions on the police force. I'm glad he's still in the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... uh, he moved up. He moved up the ranks very fast. Uh, Doc made him a sergeant in January. A lieutenant. Sergeant espresso. <laughs> A lieutenant in February, and then a captain in March. Wow. So yeah. really rising up the ranks. <laughs> just Very easily. Could not even keep in his uniforms. No. Just like, uh, <laughs> Doc was so happy with what Coffee John was doing, he gave him a gold star with a diamond in the center as a special commendation for his three months as a cop. It's going to seem like cosplayers more and more. I, like I was going to say, at the end of this story, I feel like it should be two children pretending. <laughs> He gave gold stars with diamonds to other high-ranking cops, including his brother. <laughs> Who's done an unbelievable job. Ah, he's, he's been effective. He's really been a, great. Doing a great job these days, more and more. Yeah. Meanwhile, the rank-and-file cops, uh, who had to buy their jobs, were being asked for money to buy jewelry, cigars, and other <laughs> gifts yeah. for their superiors. For the brigadier. Yeah, he needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They were all furious for having to turn over some of their salary. Sure. And now reporters started getting suspicious. About what? I don't know. <laughs> About the huge plumed hat he <laughs> swanned around in? I mean, just... just <laughs> the diamond stars. Diamonds. <laughs> is, it, is it traditional <laughs> cop uniform to have a diamond star? <laughs> yes, if they're good cops. Absolutely. His boot made of pure emeralds was a little right. bit of a tip away. <laughs> One day, Coffee John let a man out of jail. The deputy clerk of the court said there was a second charge against him, but Coffee John refused to rearrest him. So the clerk went and got a sheriff to do it. Coffee John was furious, and he got in the clerk's face. Uh-oh, here comes the sugar bowl. <laughs> he's, he's wearing it like a gun. You fool. Give me a reason. <laughs> he flips it around. <laughs> he called him, quote, too fresh. <laughs> Well, he does know. And if anybody knows freshness, it's me, Coffee John. I used to push oysters, and let me tell you, they were top of the catch. <laughs> they are the freshest lake oysters you can get. Unbelievable. In Delicious barnacles. Uh, so Coffee John then had the clerk arrested for swearing at him. Sure, that's how you do it. At the clerk's trial the next day, the court <laughs> laughed at the supposed abusive words, and he was acquitted. Yeah. It's weird but, when you have to read out your own name. <laughs> But the clerk turned out to be a snitch for the journal. Stitches. Stitches are coming. Uh-oh. So the reporters of the journal now started looking into the arrests, because John had let the guy out of jail. Right. And it turns out tons of people were being arrested and then just let go, and there were two sets of records. Now, another cop named Norbeck was such a drunk that he had a terrible case of rosacea. It was so bad that he just had a giant, big red sore on his nose. Jesus. Jesus, okay. <laughs> he also grinned and winked at inappropriate times. That's he was called... the original Joker. Yeah. <laughs> he was drunk, to be fair. 
yeah. That's part from, of it. From here on in, we can just assume everyone is drunk yeah, all the time. Right, yeah. right. Just degrees uh, of it. Yeah. Norbeck was described as disturbing. It's great. It's great. That's why? who you want winking. Why are you calling me disturbing? I have a bleeding sore in the middle of my nose. Oh, it's that bad. <laughs> I'm Norbeck. Doc made him a detective. <laughs> and in February, promoted him to lieutenant. Now, the campaign for mayor had cost Doc so much money, he asked $20 from veterans each month and said they'd be fired if they didn't give it up. Rookies That's not really asking. <laughs> so he's, he's still not turning a profit on this fucking thing, huh? No, somehow. <laughs> yeah. Just somehow. Uh, rookies only had to pay $10 Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then in March 3, veterans refused to, refused to pay, and they were fired. One made a sword affidavit stating that the Ames brothers were running a shakedown operation, but Doc and his brother denied it. The cop who signed the affidavit was then arrested by King for being drunk and pulling out a gun. <laughs> mm-hmm. in, in court, uh, he said that he had the gun because he was now a security guard, and he never pulled it out, and he also said he was not drunk. He'd only had a cider and three beers. Yeah. Which, by the way, what a great time when you can talk about how you're not drunk. Ever. Right. I'm not drunk. I'm, just, I'm four. It's like, I'm logical. <laughs> I'm focused. I'm very sensible. I kill better after a few. Yeah. I like to say I'm better. I just, <laughs> I'm three beers better. I'm relaxed. I'm and by relaxed. the way, not a great order for drinking. Uh, so witnesses backed him up, uh, but the cop was found guilty. The, Cop was found guilty and fined. Sure. Uh, wait, cop, clerk, what was he? Who cares? <laughs> uh, another cop quit and said there were big mitt games going on, and he, wouldn't, he couldn't do anything about it. He wasn't allowed to. A mitt game was basically a poker game that was set up by Conman Cruz to swindle a new guy who came into town. Mm. <laughs> so they'd swindle his... You were playing with me backstage, right? <laughs> no, no, it's different. It's different. Okay. <laughs> I owe you a lot of money. Yeah, though. yeah, really but weird. like I said, we can get, us, get some travel. Okay, I'll be a boat eventually. Right? Exactly. Like... Very soon. Very soon. Man can dream. Uh, when, the, when the victim complained to a cop, the cop would just say he'd been illegally gambling and to let it go or he'd be arrested. So they're all in on it. Right, yeah. Uh, a grand jury was begun three months into Doc's term That's to look at what fast. was going on. That's pretty fast. Yeah. It's all happening in like a week, isn't yeah. it? It's like it's... <laughs> the grand jury determined since January the number of gambling houses had exploded and they all had police protection. They said the gang of conmen known, were known as the Syndicate and had taken over the city and had no fear of arrest. Their leader, Fred Briggs, was often at City Hall and was seen in, quote, friendly intercourse with King. Nice. Please, it's friendly. What do you mean? I think they're fucking. Okay. They're, no, it's, they're having, you know, just like a deep conversation Oh, okay. While fucking. While fucking. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's different. That's hanging. Ha- yeah, hang- they're hanging out. They're hanging, they're hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. The jury recommended Doc Fire King and uh, Officer Gardner, who gave out licenses and collected fees from businesses. Several saloon keepers and gambling house owners were indicted, but no city officials. Doc said this was all the work of busybodies, tattlers, and newsmongers. Yep. <laughs> peanut These heads. guys, like, stab each other in the eyes, but they're all like, you're a lick spittle in a peanut head. <laughs> it's like, 
You're a you're a poofty poof. You're a you're a sniggle poof. It's not not the most vicious of insults. <laughs> He said the grand jury was partisan, a witch hunt, and a hatchet job by his enemies. Witch hunt, interesting. Hatchet that, job, interesting. Some of these. And that he was not going to fire King or Gardner. No collusion! <laughs> and then two days Please later... Please chief harassment! <laughs> two days later, he said the reputation of Minneapolis was at stake. There we go. Quote, big stakes, big stakes. Quote, is Minneapolis a hellhole? And do her newspapers and representative citizens want to... Be- Proclaim that fact to the world. What do you think, folks? <laughs> yeah. It is. It's All right. a hellhole. The answer is yes. Uh, Norm King wasn't worried at all. He said, quote, I, I feel know. very pleasant about it. Yeah, whatever. To make money, the city f- uh, fined brothels. That was how the city made money, one of the ways. Okay. So uh, a madam would get fined at the beginning of a month, and then she would come in and pay the fine in court, and then she'd be left alone. Right. Then do- parking, tickets. parking tickets. Thank you for that. <laughs> Super helpful. Let that be a lesson to everybody. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> uh, Doc changed the system and now had the madams just pay his officers directly. Well, that's simple. That's like yeah. direct deposit. That's just a little it's faster. Efficiency. Eliminate the middleman. Yeah. yeah. But the madams all got scared of what was going on. They shut down their brothels and they fled. Well, that's, yeah, what does that do to a city at that and time? That, I know. Huh? Who am I going to fuck? That's, oh, no. And that's how St. Paul started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, uh, sorry, guys. Well, here we go. It yeah. is I, St. Paul. Sorry, St. Paulians. Uh, papers wrote that the system had worked fine before and there was no reason to change it. But Doc actually wanted the madams gone because he was setting up new brothels with fronts that looked like candy stores and bathhouses and other fake stores. Candy stores? Yes. Uh, And no children allowed at the candy store. (laughs) And we're only open at night. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're short on candy. (laughs) People actually walk into barber shops. Uh, We don't cut hair. (laughs) Whatever you mean. Yeah. Take your dick out. What? Mm. I want a haircut. Kind of barber shop. I mean, I guess I'll take my dick out if you guys will cut my hair. If my dick comes out, do I still get a haircut? No. Well, I'm going to take it out, and I'm going to assume someone's going to at least take some of it off the sides. Oh, there'll be something taken off. But Perfect. Not the sides. All right. Well, I love to close my eyes during my haircuts. <laughs> Just the thing I've always done. <laughs> What do you think about mouths? What a weird question, but I guess they're fine. I mean, if my eyes are closed and I would love a little bit more off the sides. It doesn't feel like any's come off yet, but mouths are good. Oof, it's drafty in here. What a weird environment. I feel like I've got oysters in my pants. Uh, so basically, he, he took out the this city from the equation. Right. And now they have, He's they have no protection and the brothels are more vulnerable. He's turned it into Docktown. Yeah. It's like the Back to the Future 2 weird Biff world. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like right. Pottersville in It's a Wonderful Life. Right. It's like, yeah. uh, so now all the, all the con men and the gamblers and everything are getting more brazen. Sure. Uh, people are just getting taken advantage of and victimized and cops are just shrugging and being like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> 
You shouldn't have gotten robbed. It's a rough city. Yeah, what are you doing? You shouldn't have gotten robbed so easy. Stupid. You, maybe you're just stupid because you got maybe robbed so simply. Did you ever think about that? You shouldn't let that happen. Next time, don't get robbed, you dummy. Dumbass. Stupid. <laughs> I'm going to draw an S on this guy's head. This guy is, I'm from, I'm from Minneapolis, and I got a Jersey accent. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> huh? Just kind of happened naturally. Uh, we don't so know what we talk so like back you then. You talk to stupid people. Hey, you get look at this dumb fuck. <laughs> Bada bang, I'm from Meadon Prairie. Someone fa- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly, Bill. Yeah, that's it. Show them. We gonna get breakfast at Peckins or what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a haircut real quick. Uh, <laughs> hey, Tony. Tony, let's get some Ludafisk. Hey, Tony. Uh, uh, so uh, there's all this crime happening, and so Doc made a big deal about the arrest of one pickpocket and said crime was now down in Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> We, we ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We found him. <laughs> this kid's been doing it all. <laughs> Fucking Larry. He stole a button the other day. Yep. Now this kid's gone. I think everything should be pretty good over here. So the sheriff of the county, uh, Philip Margadin, uh, was not liking this, and he had his. And then he has deputies roll into town and crack down all the gambling houses and the slot machines. And Doc was mad because he was making 15000 a year off the slot machines. Sure. Uh, a third of the profits went to the city, a third of the profits went to the cops. So, uh, so Doc's uh, cops came up with evidence that the sheriff was submitting bills for travel that overcharged the county and, they sh- and arrested him. And the sheriff said he was innocent, but he was discredited. <laughs> wow, Jesus. Some parts of the city were completely out of control. There was a low-class theater called the Columbia in the museum district. The owner of the St. Paul Globe called a quote, called the owner quote, a man famed for his connection with lewd resorts where women show their nether limbs for the selection. Their nether limbs? You want to see a vagina hand? (laughs) Hello. Mm -hmm. Here's my leg boob. Look at that. Ooh la la, right? Where women would show their nether limbs for the selection of wayfaring lumbermen and itching harvest hands. Itching harvest. Ah. Duh. Ah, yeah. Fucking covered with soybeans. I need some nether limbs. Jesus Christ. This is such a cool thing to do with a bunch of other guys. You're right. This is awesome. I love the theater. I love it. I love the museum district of town. The best nether limbs in town. Unbelievable. <laughs> Just top notch. Uh, so the grand jury uh, back when had recommended that Columbia should be closed for serving alcohol and having immoral shows. But Doc did nothing. <laughs> for having alcohol? <laughs> yeah, for having alcohol. <laughs> Pretty low bar at that point. Yeah. yeah. In April 1901, two actresses at the Columbia got into a fight over beer money and one kicked the other to death. <laughs> Fucking Minneapolis style, God right? damn. I mean, we all like beer money. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is truly yeah. an 1800 Midwest crime. <laughs> yeah. Kicking to death Kicking over to beer. Death. Yeah. Beer money, not wow. even beer. Yeah, yeah, hypothetical beer. Future beer. <laughs> right. Murdering someone over future beer. And the irony was it wasn't even enough for a pint. No. <laughs> 
And that's how St. Pauli Girl started. <laughs> Uh, no, so no. she got she got two and a half years. Well, that's probably I mean, why'd they throw the book at her, Dave? <laughs> she killed a woman with her feet. What's the? <laughs> wow. Uh, the judge was furious at the owner. Doc had allowed the owner to break all the rules and close down his nearest competitors. Put up a no kicking sign. What yeah. I've been telling you. Well, turns out it was the pickpocket again. This kid just will mischievous. He's just a mischievous boy. He's a scamp. Mischief finds this one. Uh, so then the owner was found guilty of letting a 15 year old girl serve liquor and was fined. Still, Doc left it open, and the press now started going crazy over the Columbia. Doc said the owner's legal issues was why he hadn't closed the theater. He didn't want to, quote, interfere with the courts. That's right. Yeah, it was my respect for the law that kept yeah. this place open so long. I love the law. Uh, in November, Doc took a vacation. And, okay. and well-earned vacation. Yeah, no, he's my been God. working hard. You've just put your stamp on one of the best towns in America. He's, Take a he's, little time off. Where yeah. would you go? I mean, you live in paradise. A little... <laughs> Where the fuck are you gonna go? He'd go to St. Cloud. He's just like, sorry, I'm I'm responsible for the local references here. It's just like, um, no, he's done a great he's done a great job. He, yeah. he really needs some time off. Yeah, revel uh, in your success. He went uh, hunting in Grand Rapids. That's the joke I just made, pretty much. That's like. <laughs> Fucking rich guy. Yeah. Go to Paris. <laughs> when he returned, he found out one of Minneapolis' biggest pastors had given a sermon about him. He said in investigation... He, the, the Lord thinks this guy is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, pastor said an investigation was already underway, which would result... The pastor? Yeah. That's right. It's a bunch of pastor cops. We're on pastor after... Pastor cop. Cop doctor. Doctor cop. Pastor cop. Pastor cops. They're cops. We're all canceled. <laughs> Halfway through the preview, we got the word. Uh, so when Doc heard, he said, quote, I am willing to admit women frequent saloons in Minneapolis, but we cannot stop it. They have as much right to be there as the men. Oh, I love the way he... Sisters are doing it for themselves. The way he finagles his way around. Like, yeah. I'm a feminist. No, jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> Still, the next day, because uh, he was taking 80, he ordered the cops to crack down. And then he called the pastor a liar <laughs> and said ministers were only saying this to benefit themselves. You're That's a right. thimble pinky, twitnit. <laughs> In December, it was apparent Doc was starting to unravel from the pressure. The Board of Corrections and Charities... <laughs> voted for the city doctor to no longer report to the mayor, but to report to a hospital committee. Okay. Because it turns out the city doctor was buying unnecessary medical supplies. Like what? I don't know. What's he buying? I don't, what is, what's drugs? going on there? I don't know. Scalpels? I like to throw them. Don't need that many forceps. Yes, we do. Really. Yeah. Uh, Doc lost his shit at the board <laughs> meeting. He swore at the board for a while. Two board members he had, he had appointed himself, and they got the worst of it. He said they were traitors and wolves. And then he stood up and said that's, he would That's lick. pretty cool, actually. It is yeah. good, right? Yeah. And then he Fucking stood up and, wolf traitor. <laughs> he stood up and said he would lick them right here and now. I will lick y'all. <laughs> that's it, one by one. 
Turn your faces to the right. Yeah. Yeah, dog traders. Yeah. Dog killer wolf traders. Yeah. Ooh, look, a spittoon. Don't mind if I do. Yeah. It's sip, sip, pass, guys. One of the reasons that Doc was losing it was because all the criminals he had imported into Minneapolis were just way too brazen. <laughs> Weird. They didn't understand limits? It seemed like, yeah, I know. It seemed like it might be impossible to reel them in uh, anymore. An out-of-towner out named Meeks was taken for uh, a $775 cashier's check. The police were obviously no help, so he went to a reporter... And the reporter took him to see police chief Fred Ames without telling Fred that he was a reporter. So Meeks is in tears. Fred listens to his story and then says, look, there's nothing I can do because you endorsed the check. Yeah. What, yeah You're what stupid. You're stu Why'd you do that? You dummy. You fucking You're ass. stupid. Boy, that's why crime happens. You're guilty you're of being people. a moron. You jerk off. You're dumb, a jerk dumb. off. That's why crime it happens. Stupid to you. idiot. Have you thought about coming to Minneapolis and not being a fucking idiot? Uh, no. Didn't occur to you, did it? Uh, instead, you just came here. You're like, duh, I'll just be stupid right. here and sign my checks. I'll have crimes happen to me. Dumbass. It's fucking Minneapolis. This ain't the fucking Hickland. Yeah. Right. Shit's real here. Yeah. It's... <laughs> the mean streets of Minneapolis. Yeah. 500 people die a day here, kid. That's right. Think you're special, stupid? You ever seen a lady kick a lady to death? I have. Because yeah. that's a show we're doing every that's, Friday. We do it every night. Every Friday, a woman kicks another a... woman to death over beer money. We do a little Shakespeare, we do some songs, then some lady kicks a lady yeah. to death. Yeah, I mean, we're in the museum district, so we got to yeah. do some culture right. stuff. And we talk about old bones, and then this woman kicks this other woman to death. They, so they're both paid very well. It's for pretty good. It's a double feature. <clears throat> uh, so soon after, a series of articles came out in the Minneapolis Times that broke down what had happened to Meeks and how the police had done absolutely nothing. So Doc took a week-long vacation. Of course, it's to time. his favorite spa in Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. Exactly. <laughs> this, guy, this guy sucks at vacations. Uh, now that's. That's a famous spa state. Yeah. <laughs> and what is a spa like in the 1800s? There's a bath. It's There's it. a rock with a little bit go. of an abrasive quality. <laughs> rub it on your arm. It feels good. A lukewarm tub. There's a bowl of water. A couple of bugs We there. can fog up the outhouse, make it a sauna for you. <laughs> Give you a real nice exfoliant. Here's a comfort goat. There you go. There you go. We used to have robes. Jimmy will pee on you if you're cold. It would be an honor. Uh, when he came back from vacation, he ordered laws regulating saloons, wine rooms, gambling, and brothels to be strictly enforced. So... Wine, did I say what wine rooms were? Wine rooms were, you'd had to have it, had to have it separate from the saloon. Like a wine cave. Yeah. Uh, 
but then there couldn't nothing could be happening in there in the wine room. Yeah, so no singing or pianos or fucking crazy. No whining. Well, no yeah. whining. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you've when, been around the wine people, they don't need anything. They'll just talk about the wine. Right. But men weren't supposed to be in there, you know. What, so what kind of weird room is this room? This room is taking on weirder and weirder rules. Weirdly enough, so there's no music, there's no talking about stuff, there's no dudes allowed in there, it's but wine. We're, we're weirdly kicking other women to death was strictly encouraged. <laughs> Just drink All a little right, wine. All right, ladies, there's 12 of you. I want one of you to be able to come out at the end. One of you is going to win a Shiraz. <laughs> <laughs> From Grand Rapids, Minnesota. It's just... Uh. <laughs> so he tries to crack down. He says, no more women or pianos and saloons. No more singing where liquor is served. <laughs> what? No more singing, singing. where liquor is served? That's the real problem. It's a problem. It's not, the, it's not the people are drunk. It's that they feel free to sing. This town is a singing problem. You can only imagine what happened to make them make that illegal. Oh, it just had to be unreal. Every person alone must have just been like, I'm writing a song to myself, and I wrote a song for me. And I a song that I will say, I'm drinking it for me. I wrote a song for me. I'm writing a song for me. My song is my song. I wrote a song for me. My song, my song, my song. Everyone I love is dead. I'm a singer. Live alone. Uh, and if I home, I have hey, a chair. What the fuck are you doing? chair. I got a chair. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I yeah. got two chairs right there. One song chair, at chair, a time, chair, please. Chair, chair, chair. I got two different chairs. I love both of my chairs. Chairs. <laughs> That's it. That's it. No singing. <laughs> a room full of everyone in their own musical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there'll be no more goddamn singing. <laughs> Why won't there be more? There should be more. On February 23rd, <laughs> in a wine room, two women started fighting over a man. Yeah! All right. Good job, ladies. That's what we like to hear. One woman pulled a gun and shot three times, missing the other woman. The wine! Uh, the other one then pulled the knife. Interesting. The two women then fought and fought down the stairs and out into the street. Wow, that really happened. Where 200 spectators <laughs> surrounded them and watched and Dave, cheered. they're called extras. This is set up. Yeah. <laughs> An immediate uh, banjo soundtrack just kicked up spontaneously. A cop arrived and arrested one of the women, so the crowd grabbed her and tried to free her. Interesting. The cop had to pull out his gun to keep the mob at bay until other officers arrived. Okay, so they loved it so much. They were like, what are you doing? Come on, this is why we're here. This is the best thing that's ever happened. They're both still alive. This Come is on. all I got in my week. Please. I think it's a time for me to go home. I got a bunch of chairs. And the, the cop trains his gun on the singing oh, guy. Oh, no, I'm nervous. Now he's got his gun at me. <laughs> so the bar was shut down that night. That night? By police. We'll be open in the morning. Like, and then the owner went to see Doc, and it was open the next day. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
And now the press and obviously knew, knew all about this, and they went to ask Fred what was going on, and he said, quote, I cannot do anything There's nothing on the I can matter. do. They signed the checks or whatever. If I was able to close it up at once, I would. I, I have reported the matter to the mayor, but he has done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so now Fred's throwing his brother under the yeah. bus because he's getting heat. Right. And when he was asked why Doc hadn't done anything, Fred just shrugged his shoulders. He's in Indiana. <laughs> So even Doc's own brother's turning against him. Uh, Fred wasn't done. In it's other like Boardwalk Empire, only yeah. without, the, without the ocean or the good-looking people. <laughs> uh, Fred wasn't done. In other interviews, he talked about cops getting hush money and criminals being arrested and just let go. Quote, <laughs> by him. I myself, <laughs> I myself am certain that some of the officers who have had these cases received money from the crooks, but I have no proof. What could I do? What could I do? I just took the money. I I'm mean, just I the didn't guy, take the look, money. I'm just the guy in charge. I'm just sitting here, and things are happening around me. All around. And I got no control over them. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm really a lump. Good. I'm a lump. <laughs> All right, Fred. We're done with the interview. I'm a fucking lump, you the, guys. The interview's over. Stop. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kick me in the balls. What are you talking about? Kick me so fucking hard. No. All right. Everybody get out of I'm here. I'm a this bad is go, police go chief. Everybody go All home. Right. All right. Go home. I'm a very bad police Turn chief. Turn the lights off in here. Hey, that lady who kicked that guy and that, that other lady. No, she's not kicking you in the balls. Oh, Jesus. No, it's not. No, she's we're not, not doing some weird fetish. She's got a fucking Are we back kick. in the barbershop, you guys? Yeah. Sounds like the barbershop action. <laughs> uh, King's name was back in the papers. Okay. Sheriff, uh, the sheriff who had removed by office had now been fired by the governor. Mm. Uh, so Doc, uh, uh, sorry, so King now decided he wanted to be sheriff. Why yeah. not? For sure. Why not? Sheriff King. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. On an all-new uh, Sheriff King. <laughs> but after he declared... Dial 1-800-SHERIFF-KING. <laughs> Do you need a copy of your house? I'm your guy. Call Sheriff King. Uh, <laughs> you need a guy to enforce laws in your house. You need him now. Call Sheriff King. We'll get him out there by tomorrow. 911 giving you the runaround? Call Sheriff King. Sheriff King. The only place guarantees to get your sheriff to your house within two hours. <laughs> That's right, a legal sheriff. <laughs> Sorry about when we had fake sheriffs. Um, but after King announced for sheriff, soon after... Two cops arrested a conman for uh, a con and gone bad, and he just held the guy up instead. <laughs> like, Wait, you're not a shit. teacher? Just give me the money. Oh, fuck it. The ruse is up. Uh, so the cops arrested him, but King knew and liked the guy, so he went to the jail, chit-faced, and told the two cops to let him go. Jesus. Uh, oh, open, open, the open drunkenness of the era is always amazing. It's very inspiring. Everybody. <laughs> Every just Full of bacon and shit cake. Did everybody didn't just die every day? <laughs> Most did. It's like <laughs> uh, at the time, King had a black eye and a smashed nose from the night before when he had a fight. <laughs> sure, my man. So he got in the two cops' faces and he swore at them because uh, <laughs> they wouldn't let the guy go. And then he pulled his gun and pointed at one, but they still didn't give in. So the next day, Doc suspended King. But then a day later, he lifted the suspension. He learned his lesson. He yeah, was so yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no, he he was he so sorry. sorry. Just seeing the look in his eyes. He was up all night. He said he changed his mind because of King's, quote, fidelity. That's right. He because... didn't fuck around on his wife. That's good right. <laughs> He's a good guy. 
Good guy. A couple of weeks later, the St. Paul Globe ran a story all about the con men at work in the city. Quote, the town is full of thieves of all kind, expert safe blowers, night and day prowlers, pickpockets, and grafters. It is said that some of the best of these have been imported from Kansas City, St. Louis, and other towns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Imported. What's in the crate? Con men. Bunch of con men. Is this the inception story of Gotham? Any, you got any air holes there? I think they're dead. Here we are. Say. Yeah, we got a bunch of air holes. We'll sell them to you. Yeah, that's the crate. Yeah, that's the crate, right. all right. Hey, are you guys con you guys men? Uh, buy... No, we're map salesmen. All right, this is the one. They're in here. Oh. He promised I would be in a bed of straw. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, boys. <laughs> so another grand jury was formed. Good. A successful businessman named Hovey Clark. Sure. Uh, was made the foreman. He hired police detectives who knew that he knew would snitch to Doc, and then he brought out-of-town detectives to do the actual investigating. Okay. He paid for this all himself. Okay. He's a good guy. Good guy. He's yeah. really into the... He's really... Patriotic. He's really like, yeah. yeah uh, the grand jury learned there were two common in jail who were angry about being double-crossed. One was the guy that King had tried to get out. And they were very eager to squeal. They called Doc and his crew, cro- Doc and his crew, quote, crooked crooks. Yeah, Which yeah. means they're on the straight and narrow. <laughs> <laughs> they cancel each other out. It's redundant. Uh, they spilled. It's, it's not, that's not their best work. Crooked crooks. No, I mean, yeah. come on. They spilled everything. What happened to peanut heads? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so these two guys spilled everything they knew to the grand jury. They even turned over a ledger book that they had kept because they didn't trust Doc's gang to be square the, with them. It had itemized amounts uh, of takes from victims, expenses, rents, pretty much all costs. So just an evidence book. Yes. <laughs> Dear the, evidence. The crimes I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Doc had previously announced he was going to run for mayor again, but suddenly he said he might take a job somewhere else. Ah, interesting. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> on May 16th, Fred, Officer Norbeck, and Gardner were arrested by sheriff's deputies for receiving bribes. Most charges stem from the swindle of Roman Meeks. Doc went back on vacation to the spa. Awesome. Finally. Yeah, I'm going back to Bloomington. (laughs) (laughs) Exotic paradise. Just sit in that rocky river. Flat as you please. Get a leech massage. Brown, oh yes sir it is. (laughs) (laughs) When he came back, he said he would finish out his term as mayor and then move on to being uh, a hotel manager at the spa. (laughs) What? This retirement plan out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, it's actually weird as you guys are busting up all the corruption. I think I just want to be an assistant GM at a spa. Isn't that wild? I love to help the people tan. Isn't that crazy? I love getting knots out of backs. That's my passion. I love passion. the fizzy water. I love... Oh, we put cucumber in the water. It is crazy. It's wild. The grapefruit in the morning. That's the so life good. I'm after. It's so a little good. Bit a little more. cherry in the middle. That's a- it turns out he was actually a big investor in the spa. Okay. So Gar- Gardner was tried first. During the trial, the prosecutor was approached by a man in the courthouse. Quote, you fucking son of a bitch. If you don't cut out this prosecution of Dr. Ames, we'll fix you, you fuck. Wow. 
the language just took a whole leap yeah. up. It's like, <laughs> I love like, that. You fuss budget little whip snorter. <laughs> Straight to some guy like Suddenly you like, cut. <laughs> what? Straight down the middle. <laughs> F-bombs. There's a shift. Uh, days before, the same man had approached the prosecutor on the street and asked him, quote, why are you prosecuting my friends, the police? And the prosecutor said he's not interested in discussing it. And the man said, well, if you keep on, we'll kill you. It didn't take long to find out who the man was. Turns out he wanted to be a cop, but Doc hadn't hired him. So this was his way of showing Doc he could be loyal and a good cop. This is the saddest guy in the story. He got nothing out of this. So violent, but it comes from a place of abandonment. Yeah. (laughs) He says he's going to kill the guy, but what he really wants to do is be hugged. Yeah, he wants a hug. That's that's where my violence comes from. Yeah. (laughs) See? Once Doc sees that I tried to stop it, then, then Doc will make me a cop, right? Huh? He's going to pat me on the head. Doc will love me, right? Right. You think if I should bust up enough... He's going to give me a nickel and... He's my best friend. Give me a little chuck under the chin, like, good job, kid. He's my best friend in the world, Doc. He's my best pal. He doesn't gonna... know who you are. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we're not best friends in my head. It does. Oh. <laughs> or yeah. real life. Okay, could you stop threatening people? I, you stupid fuck, I'll kill you. <laughs> You're wow. such a dumb fucking idiot. Yeah, there's a... There's like no in-between, you, you know what I mean? It's a cry Shit. for love, it's a cry for love. Well, there's yeah. no gray area. I'm sorry. Do you want to have lunch with me? No. You piece of fuck. Okay. Dirty shithead. Okay, so this yeah. is why... Fuck knows. Fuck knows. Butt liquor. Okay, the second one, yes. Shit-sniffing fuck what? taster. Fuck you taster? taste fox. I don't taste fox. Yeah, you do. You love them. Maybe I do taste fox. What's the... Don't go on a tangent of thought right now. I'm in the middle of something. I mean, if you... If you what, what's a fuck? I mean, do I taste fox? Yeah, I guess I taste fox. Uh, uh, no. Are we BFFing right now? <laughs> hey, guys, you're both fuck tasters. Okay. You mean that? Yeah, I do. I guess he's right. Yeah. You you have more in common than you have different. Are you a therapist? Yeah, I am now, I guess. (laughs) I guess. Wow. Fuck tasters. I just didn't expect to to be in therapy right now because this guy's fucking crazy. Hey. We're both fucking crazy. (laughs) Just work on your relationship. We're never going to survive. You got got fuck tasting in common. Work from there. I just... (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good job, guys. All right, uh, time's up. Okay, well. Okay. Let's get well, back to the show. Good. Sure. That was a good section. Was great. Yeah, good job. I feel uh, drained. Yeah. Uh, so the trial... Uh, call, call your provider, please. Because <laughs> I, last payment didn't come Sorry. through. Yeah. Fucking fuck tasters. It's not... Uh, so... The trial goes on. When Fred took the stand, he said he didn't know what a mitt joint was or even what a mitt man was. (laughs) (laughs) Doc's memory, uh, suddenly terrible. He said Gardner had been hired by the department but then fired two months later, and now he just did stuff for Doc, but he couldn't remember what kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I remember there's a lot of stuff leading up to it, but not the crime. Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. That's not right. That's That's right. That's wrong. After he left the courtroom, Doc told the press it was all a conspiracy. One day during the trial, the guy who had threatened to kill the prosecutor 
Yeah. Came into the courtroom shit-faced. Hey, now I'm going to tell you what I really think. What a surprise. Order in the court. And then he demanded to sit next to the two conmen who were squealing. And then he was arrested. (laughs) (laughs) This guy made quite an appearance. He's got a really terrible... The prosecutor said... He had a great plan there, though. Uh, Just... Sit there and get arrested. Oh. The prosecutor said, quote, I believe he was a little out of his head. <laughs> okay. He was about to barf like a geyser, too. Uh, when Detective Norbeck testified, he said he didn't know what a conman was. <laughs> uh, I have not even ever heard the term conman before. What's That's like first? what Joe Paterno was like. <laughs> he tried to play it off by not knowing what gay people. He was, he's like, I've never even heard of a gay... I don't, I don't even know what that is, so how could I let it happen? I never even heard of something like that. Do we have showers? We have showers? Like, I didn't know anything. That's weird. I didn't know the guy with a guy. It didn't seem possible to me, so how could I have done anything wrong? The guy was on my staff? That's weird. Well, I guess the Joe Paterno stuff's not ready for comedy. That's uh, no, a... It's big, uh, good to know that we've big, got a big ground. Penn State fans. It's weird how people yeah. aren't into the hilarity of child molestation rings. Well, <laughs> we'll treat it like cicadas. <laughs> Bring it out another sixteen. These are the uh, so Gardner was found guilty of bribery. Doc couldn't believe it. He told the press, "Quote: I am thunderstruck. I am thunderstruck. Is that that was said?" Back to, back to that language. It's like, I am fucked. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know what to think. It's so entirely opposite to what I've been led to expect that I scarcely know what to make of it. I've been uh, 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 thunderstruck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Norbeck's trial was next. Now it seemed like Gardner would turn snitch. He said he didn't, didn't want to turn on Doc, but he didn't care about anyone else. In an interview to a reporter, quote, if I wanted to, I could blow the whole administration sky high. Of course I know of corruption in the police department, but I'm not going to give it away. Nice. Nice. It's my nice. little secret. It's my yeah. little thing. little my leverage. Thing. my little nugget that I keep uh, to myself. Detective Norbeck then confessed, uh, hoping for a reduced sentence. He got bail, and he skipped on bail. Nice. A King's trial was coming up five days before he got drunk and pulled out a gun in a saloon. <laughs> is, is that just what everybody did in a saloon? <laughs> and he said he would kill anyone responsible for his indictment before he ever went into the courtroom. And that'll get you off. Yeah, five days later, he went to the courtroom. Okay. He was found guilty and got three and a half years. Okay. And a lady kicked him to death. Yeah. <laughs> we sent you to lady That's kicking. Shit. And then Norbeck was caught hiding in a nearby town because of his uh, rosacea nose. <laughs> Which was I'm super... not, no, I'm not Norbeck at all. I'm Lady Penelope. <laughs> no, that's a little bit rouge. I guess I overdid it. My husband will be home soon. No. The journal's headline was, quote, Norbeck's nose was what got him into trouble. That's low. That hurts. Yeah, it sounds like it. The character of Lady Elaine Fairchild in uh, Mr. Rogers is based on him. (laughs) (laughs) Big rosacea face. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Uh, Under questioning, Norbeck said he spent most of his time on the run, drunk with nothing to eat but cheese and crackers, and he mostly wandered around in the woods. Sounds great. 
Sounds great. Sounds fucking great. Sounds great. That's the ideal food. I've been on worse picnics. (laughs) (laughs) I had nothing to eat but delicious cheese and crackers. Doctor, what do you think my diet of booze and cheese is doing to my nose? I can't see. I literally can't see you. Uh, As far as Norbeck Doc told the press, quote, really, I don't know what to think of it. It puzzles me why he was hanging around this part of the country when he might have been far away. It's a really funny thing. Wow. I mean, no prep at all to answer these questions. It's really funny, isn't it? (laughs) All right. Well, I should get going out this window. And then Doc was finally arrested along with Coffee John. Oh, I'm glad he's back. Yeah. Yeah. They had tried to bribe two county commissioners to get a friend named Sheriff. Coffee John was found guilty and given 90 days and a $100 fine. Now, Fred's trial started. The witnesses were overwhelming, including Norbeck. But Fred had a good lawyer who, in his closing statement, attacked every witness and then asked the jury to think of Fred. With a hammer. (laughs) 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 Order in your head. uh, He asked the jury to think of Fred's wife. What would happen to her if her husband went to jail? Would I marry her? I might. Excuse me. uh, Sidebar. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Erase that. Fred was found not guilty. Good, yeah. Good. And I'm sure his wife was over the moon. She's like, great, now this lump of shit gets to come home. Thought I was thought I was good. Great. I'm glad I was the defense stuff. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh Days later, he was indicted for more crimes. Okay. <laughs> that was his wife behind yeah. that. <laughs> he did these crimes, too. Just, just keep him out of the house, please. Yeah. Uh, during all this, Doc and his wife packed up all their stuff, sold their furniture, and started moving to Indiana. Finally. Fred took a 15-day leave of absence from the force and went on vacation. What? In... He didn't come back when the 15 Iowa. days were up. Yeah, Interesting. Coffee John got out of jail. Four days later, he was back on patrol in his uniform. Wow. He was giving, walk- giving oysters to all the little kids. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he wondered why he wasn't called Oyster John. The Oyster Man's here. Yay. He's coffee for some reason. Uh, he started telling women to leave wine rooms, which startled the owners. <laughs> so other cops went out looking for Coffee John. A captain found him in the Columbia Theater lecturing the crowd about his duty to uphold the law. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus. Then an old vet yelled at him, quote, Oh, what do we care for you? And John charged at him and punched the vet in Sugar the face. Sugarball, baby! <laughs> Jesus. Coffee John was arrested. That's for funny. punching a vet? Yeah. Okay. The next day, he went and started talking to the grand jury. Okay. Fred came back on July 27th with a tan. Ooh, I am rested. I'll tell you what. Hey, you're looking Ooh. good, Fred. Doc Spuzz, something else. He learned the city council had replaced him as police chief because he didn't return on time. So he had the, <laughs> so he had the new police chief transferred to another station. <laughs> okay. And there's also now an acting mayor. No, you know, you're still police chief. You're just in Nevada. You're over there, police like, chief. <laughs> I'm here, police chief. You can work remotely in... Coffee John and another detective went to see Doc in Indiana. When they returned, they reported Doc was in bad shape. Quote, he is a total wreck physically, and his death, in my opinion, is a matter of weeks, if not days. Sounds like a good spa. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's like good return. Soil, soil and green yeah. spa. Yeah. His liver is practically gone. His change in appearance... I wonder he... why. I wonder, I wonder what happened there. <laughs> the liver. His change in appearance is startling. But Doc... 
He talked to them and he agreed to resign. The next day, Fred came back and resigned as police chief, as did Coffee John. Doc mailed a resignation letter, but the city council did nothing with it because they were happy with the interim mayor and didn't want to hold an election. A county prosecutor went to see Doc and take his deposition, and then an, a, a warrant was issued for his arrest. So Doc ran to Louisville. And, uh, <laughs> Working this, his way down the map. Yeah. <laughs> and a sheriff from Minneapolis went uh, there to arrest him, but he uh, got word uh, that um, Doc got word the sheriff was there and was waiting for extradition approval. So, so Down to Oklahoma. Sheriff's literally watching the boarding house and he goes out the back door and takes off. Nice. A couple of days later, Coffee John died of pneumonia at home. Jesus. Oh. Uh, it turned out Coffee John was the main prosecution witness against Doc. Oh boy. And his dying made prosecuting Doc much more difficult. Then McClure's Magazine published an article titled, quote, The Shame of Minneapolis. <laughs> it and bro- here we are today. <laughs> it broke down the entire story of the crime-riddled, corrupt city with pictures of the mitt ledger the grand jury had received. Minneapolis was now seen as the disgrace of the entire nation. We did it, folks! There you go. That's awesome. We did it! Disgrace, disgrace, (laughs) disgrace. The journal printed a story with the headline, quote, Dr. Ames losing his mind. (laughs) Doc was at his in-laws in New Hampshire, apparently on the verge of madness, and his health was terrible. A photojournalist found him and said Doc couldn't even speak. His wife had to speak for him. But a neighbor wrote to the paper soon after the story was printed and said, quote, I see by your paper that he is very feeble and in bed. That is a mistake. Taint no such thing, as neighbors see him almost daily about the place and out to a walk. Just that Sunday, he had gone to a big town dinner and had a blast. <laughs> wow. Doing cartwheels. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the sheriff went, and uh, Doc agreed to come back and turn himself in. He came back to Minneapolis on March 17th, he, he moved slow, but seemed not anything like had been described. The next day, he was charged with nine counts. After the long trial, he was found guilty. It was a cathartic moment for the city. Justice had finally been served, and the city's good name could be returned. Doc was given six years hard labor. But a few months later, it was all overturned on a technicality. What technicality? <laughs> something about the indictment. There was something wrong. Some procedural yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it was some bullshit. Sympathy. Uh, now, sympathy had grown for Doc over time in the trial. Ah, uh, that's the worst. Why does that happen? And the county, uh, <laughs> the county prosecutors realized any jury they sat would include some people who he had helped. So another trial never happened, and Doc lived another nine years in Minneapolis working as a doctor until he died at home on November sixteenth, nineteen eleven. So he finally fulfilled his dream. Yeah, he finally of being saw a doctor a pa- when he had no more cop business. He saw a patient. <laughs> when like, his life of crime was over, he's like, "I'll be a doctor." Right. <laughs> you got a sniffle. Fine. Take an aspirin. Uh, I'm gonna tell mom and dad. Oh wait. Oh. Well, a life well lived. Right. Yeah, that is uh, from the book Dirty Doc Ames and the Scandal That Shook Minneapolis by Eric Ravine. Ravine? Ravine is. Let's go with Ravine. Sorry, I didn't have it up high enough. Uh, Yeah, Ravine 
Yeah, good book. Fun book. Doc Ames, uh, maybe your city's biggest hero? Yeah. yeah. It's the only one with balls. Yeah, he was the only he one who really... He took what he wanted. Yeah, he's the only one who really fucking went after something. In this he went after town. something. It's the story of a dreamer who didn't take no. He didn't take no, he didn't see a patient. He drank no. a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like a story about a He comeback. went to Indiana a lot. Yeah, to go to hang out in a spa. It's a life well lived, my yeah. friends. Yeah. He did, he did, it was a story of a comeback. Yeah. Four yeah. or five comebacks. Six to 15 different comebacks. Yes. 28 to 93 comebacks. Yeah, yeah. the so Minneapolis Herpy. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been just like a bag of STDs by the end yeah. of his oh, life. Oh, I'm sure. It sounds like everybody uh, had yeah. STDs yeah. reading that story. Right. That's cool. That's a cool good. energy. It's good. That's it's a good. cool vibe. Just the city <laughs> anyway, of itchers and scratchers. Oh, come on. They had some sort of pubic lice. Your open out, sores are looking great today. Uh, thank you. They still burn. <laughs> It's Everything good. burns. The best kind. Everything burns. Everything burns. Every step I take burns. It burns and aches. Oh. Thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate it, Minneapolis. But up for Bill Corbett. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow September 13th, London September 15th, Dublin September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham September 20th, Bristol September 22nd, and Cardiff September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th, Adelaide November 16th, Canberra, November 17th, Brisbane, November 18th, and then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 